This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, Johannesburg. So good to be with you again. Give yourselves a great big hand clap. Praise God. So glad you came to church. You're in the building. You're not watching from home. Hallelujah. Today's message is a little different to what I announced last week, but I think you're going to be very excited to hear what you will hear today. All right. The title of this message is Launching the New Building. Launching the New Building. We have purchased five acres of land out in Alberton, and we are going to be building a brand new building out there for our Alberton community. And we'll beam the message in from Johannesburg to Alberton. So they'll be able to watch what we watch here in Johannesburg every Sunday. And uh, until they've got a band there, a worship team, we'll be beaming in the music as well. But once we've got a band going there, then they will do the worship and then they'll join us for the main part of the service with the teaching. All right, so we'll give you more information about that later, but there on the screen is the beautiful building, the parking lot all nicely laid out with all the shrubs and trees and it's going to look phenomenal. It's going to be just the same quality as the one here in Johannesburg. All right. Now, once a month, we're at the beginning of the month, the first weekend, we are going to be receiving an additional offering for this new building program. We paid cash for the land, and we are going to be trusting God for the money to build the building. So the question is, some have asked, why build a new church in these end times? Is that really necessary? After all, we're in the end times now. The rapture is going to come pretty soon. Well, there are two main reasons. There are others, but two main reasons. Number one, we need to continue reaching out to the lost. While they're unsaved in our community, the church must be active and reaching out to the lost. We cannot allow them to die and go to hell without making an effort to tell them about Jesus. So we need a building to be able to grow. The second thing is the kingdom of Christ must advance in the earth. Christ's kingdom must advance in the earth, not grow stagnant. Because Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus said, I will build my church. He didn't say I might build it. I'm going to build it if conditions are perfect. He's going to build it regardless of whatever happens. And he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That means the church is going to move forward no matter what roadblocks the devil tries to stop us with. And you are the church, not this building, you which means that Jesus is saying Satan will not stop you from succeeding in advancing the gospel of Christ in the earth. Amen. The scripture tells us what life will be like before the Lord returns. Just so that we're under no illusion, 
Life's not going to be a picnic, rainbows and ponies. No. There are going to be challenges. And what I'm going to read now is not taken from a news headline or a news broadcast. This is from the Word of God about the conditions we are in and can expect to experience before the Lord returns. So we're going to move forward in victory in spite of what you're going to hear right now. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 14, verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 17. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So Paul writing the church here by revelation says, the church will be caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. He said, in the air, right? That's the rapture. Now the word rapture doesn't appear in the Bible, but there are scriptures like this that tell us about the rapture, and the word rapture is a word coined to describe these scriptures. So, according to this verse, those who have died and live in heaven will come back with the Lord, their graves will open, they'll enter their bodies, they'll rise up out the grave with their new bodies like Jesus has, and then our bodies will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, according to scripture, and we'll all rise together to meet the Lord. Now, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless, what day? The day of the rapture will not come unless the man of sin, that's the Antichrist, is revealed, the son of perdition. So can we expect to see the Antichrist before the Lord's return? Yes, we can. He's not going to have a badge on him that says, I'm the Antichrist. We're going to have to discern that, right, by his actions, which the scriptures tell us he will carry out. Many will not believe him to be the Antichrist. But those who are educated in the word of God and have the spirit of God and his wisdom will recognize him. All right, verse, uh, Revelation 13, verse 16. The Antichrist causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And here's wisdom that him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, his number is 666. So the Antichrist will force everybody, rich or poor, influence or no, uh, to take this mask, this mark, and that no one can buy or sell without it, which means that this will become currency, the only currency available at the time, this mark of the beast. It's electronic currency. I spoke a little bit, a little bit about that uh, in um, September during our celebration. Now, 
we'll see signs of us moving in that direction very soon. Nevertheless, let's carry on from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. The word perilous means exposure to danger. So we can expect to live in dangerous times in these last days. Jesus, or the Bible said in 2 Timothy 3, 1, that it will come. So when these things happen, don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't lock your door and stay at home. Come to church, witness, talk about Jesus. You are the ark of Noah in these end times. That is a type and a shadow of the church. You are safe. God is with you. You are protected. So don't be discouraged when you see these things happen. But no, we have a mission. We've got to advance, right? Now then, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So Jesus said lawlessness will abound. What's that mean? Lawlessness is sin, actually. You can't say it any simpler than that. Lawlessness is sin. You'll see sin everywhere. We see it today. We can see how this world has changed from the last 50 years to now, how music has changed, the movies have changed, dress has changed, the way people dress and conduct themselves, their manners on the street, the way they treat people in public. A lot has deteriorated in the last 50 years. And uh, so what the Lord said is happening, right? He said lawlessness will abound. That means it'll be everywhere. And because of that, love of many will grow cold. He's talking about the love for God. There'll be a falling away from loving Jesus. Many will turn away from the Lord in his last days. That shouldn't surprise you because Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and may they be defined, and few, uh, and, and narrow is the way that leads to heaven, and few there be that find it. So don't let that surprise you. But even so, as I said, it's our mission to press in, press forward, and advance as a church. Because God is on our side, in spite of what the devil's doing in his last days. Jesus goes on to say in verse 13, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. That's you, that's me. Praise God. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. All right, so the Lord said, I'm not coming until we have preached this gospel in all the world to all the nations. So Jesus is not backing down, and neither should we. He's expecting us to do our part. We must do our part. The gospel will be preached. If we just sit on our laurels, sit like a bump on a log and do nothing, the gospel's not going to be preached. Things are going to get worse and worse until such time as we get the job done, then we can all go home, praise God. Amen? So let's do our part. We've got the word of God here in this church. We've got the Holy Ghost in this church. We know how to hear his voice in this church. 
We've got all the tools we need. We have no excuse. We must participate in this end time preaching of the gospel to all the nations. And this ministry does a good job of that. We have got 1,300 churches all over the world and Bible schools. We are making an impact all over the world. When you support this ministry with your finances, you are participating in preaching the gospel in all the world. And even getting behind this new building project financially, I don't want to put pressure on anybody, but whatever you can contribute will be appreciated and the Lord will reward you for it. So, in advancing the kingdom, building that building is certainly part of that. Amen? The gospel will be preached in all the world. Now, the key to our protection in these times is found in Psalm 91. God says in Psalm 91, verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So for us to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, in other words, His protection and provision, we, we need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Now what does that mean? That means we ought to stay in fellowship with Him, that means we ought to have time with God in the morning at home, with the Word and in prayer. That means we should be in church. That means we should talk about the Lord when the door opens for us and not be silent. Bring folks to church. Become a disciple of somebody. All that is part of dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Amen? Now, here are some wonderful promises to us who do that. Let's go to verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. God says, don't worry about the destruction that's going to be around us. Don't be afraid. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. God said, I'll protect you. You may see it all around you, but... You shall be protected. You can promise, you can stand that scripture, claim that scripture, praise God for that scripture, declare that scripture over you and your family. It's God's promise to us. Verse 10 No evil shall befall you. That includes all sorts of things that the devil may bring. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. No evil, no danger, no disease. Four, verse 11, God shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. So wherever you go, you will be protected. You claim that verse for yourself and your family. Verse 15 says, you and I, he, that's talking about us, shall call upon God, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, praise God. I will be with him in trouble. So when trouble's all around, God's with us. I will deliver him and honor him. So God's going to keep us protected and honor us before our friends and family. I guess when your friends and family see what God's doing for you and all hell's breaking loose in their camp, then they're going to start honoring you, right? 
and realizing that they missed it by not listening to you. All right, verse 16 says, with long life I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. So in spite of what's coming, God's promised you long life. Believe that, accept that, and praise God for that. Say this, I have, say I have long life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you'll show me his salvation. So remember what Jesus said at the beginning of this message. He said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So building this building is part of that verse. That's part of it. Having a place to fellowship is necessary. Now, there's a lot going on in our world today. Some of it is good news, and most of it is bad news, as we know. We shall be aware of the devil's devices. Don't ignore them. Be aware of them. We should be. The Bible tells us, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. So know what he's doing, but don't meditate on that all the time. Don't. Let's keep our faith strong. How? By meditating on the positive word of God. Let's feed on the scriptures. And remind ourselves of what Jesus said to us. We are the unstoppable church. Say that I am in the body of Christ. I am part of the unstoppable church. Praise God. So we are moving forward, right? We are going to advance in 2023. Say that we are advancing in 2023. We're going to walk in the footsteps of the great men and women of God who lived in old times. Men and women of faith who have gone before us, we're going to walk in their footsteps. Hebrews 11, verse 29. By faith, the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. So by faith, they walked through the Red Sea with the walls of water on both sides. By faith, it says they accomplished that. Verse 30 says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. So by faith, they destroyed and conquered the city of Jericho. 31 says, By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. By faith, she survived. 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained the promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Woman received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. So others said, I'm not going to be delivered. 
I'm going to be martyred to have a better eternity. Wow. Imagine that. They determined to lay their lives down to have a better eternity, a greater reward in the future. What mighty women and men of God we have as examples. And we are going to walk in their footsteps, child of God. We are not going to shrink back. It's time for the church to advance. And uh, one of the things we can do is build that building quickly so that we can get people in there and souls saved. Praise God. We're going to do the altar call. So if you kindly just bow your heads and close your eyes. How many of you would say, Apostle Theo, I don't know where I'm going when I die. I'm here this morning, but honestly, I don't know if I'm saved or not. I hope I am, but I need to be sure. Well, you're in the right place. So I'm going to pray a little simple prayer. And God's going to speak to your heart right where you're sitting and confirm with you that you are God's child. You are going to heaven. You are forgiven. And if that's what you desire, then when I count to three, if you'll just slip your hand up and take it down, God will see it. And he'll speak to you when I pray that little prayer. Okay? All right. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and Christians are praying, I'm counting now. Slip those hands up. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God. Now somebody knows that I pray is coming to put their hands on your shoulders to let you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I pray this prayer. All right. So I invite everybody to say the prayer with me and especially those of you that have your hands raised. Everybody, please, let's say this prayer out loud. Let's talk to God from the heart this morning. Let's say this together. Dear God, let's try that again. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. He died on that cross in my place, punished for my sins so I can be forgiven. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Save my life. Thank you, Jesus. I declare you are the Lord of my life. I will live for you with all my heart till I see you face to face. Praise God, I'm saved. Praise God, I'm bound for heaven. And God is my Father. Amen, amen. Praise God if you said that prayer today. If you'll stay in fellowship with the Lord, we will see you in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.